You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joining as always, my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two riders who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination. San Diego's top sports blog, where we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, welcome into the last show of the week. We really appreciate everyone checking out the show for the first time today, and a special thank you to everyone who's checking back in with us. If you guys don't already, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast as well. And if you guys are looking for an everyday NFL show covering everything going on around the league, make sure to check out the Peacock and Williamson show. Nice bite-sized format for you guys there so you can see what all the rest of the teams in the NFL are doing outside of the Chargers. But on today's show, I wanted to start talking about the Chargers' future salary cap because Kavina Borquez came out with an article talking about Pro Football Focus's list on the NFL teams set up best for the future over the next three seasons salary cap wise. And we'll talk about why the Chargers have a really good chance to take advantage of Justin Herbert's rookie contract and continue building the team around him with who the guys are they already have under contract. But in segment two, we got a really exciting article from Daniel Popper on Wednesday talking about the most important players to the Chargers success in 2021. So today we're going to be looking at numbers 20 through number 11. So in segment two, we're going to get into picks 20 through 16, and then we'll get into 15 through 11 to wrap up the show today. And I think there's a lot of interesting conversation there. I mean, Drew Tranquil is higher up on the list than Kenneth Murray. Mike Williams is a little bit low on that list. So we'll talk about kind of if we agree or disagree with the placement from Daniel Popper and why, you know, we feel that way. But let's go ahead and get into it. Pro Football Focus came out with a list of how teams are set up over the next three seasons salary cap space-wise. And the Chargers had one of the best marks. And Gavino Borquez for Chargers Wire, also writes for Yahoo Sports, came out with a list kind of talking about where the Chargers are right now salary cap-wise and how they are set up for the future. But Pro Football Focus had this to say about the Chargers. Basically, what they're saying is, hey, you have Justin Herbert on a rookie contract. You already have a couple of big contracts that aren't going to be impeding you the next couple of seasons where you have $151.4 million in projected cap space. We know it is going to be about next year, but after that, I mean, we don't really know how much the cap could balloon up. I mean, new TV money is coming in. It's going to keep getting higher and higher because, you know, COVID obviously was a setback, but it's been growing and growing year to year. But when you think about that, David, I mean, Justin Herbert on a rookie contract, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen already locked up. And even with that, you still have $50 million next season. And, you know, an abundance of salary cap the next couple of seasons after that. The Chargers are set up very well for success. Yes, they are. And I think it's a perfect time to start 
looking at trying to shore up some position groups. I'd like to see them attack some defensive line, maybe get some you know free safety, go get a, a veteran that's already established. There's going to be some good players that are going to be available this offseason, and the Chargers are going to have plenty of money to be able to go out there and spend. I love how they address the offensive line uh, in, in a very good way, adding both veterans and some rookies. I think that will allow them to gel and kind of stay under contract for the next several years and get that chemistry going. Now they can start adding other pieces to just really round out this team. Well, and how well your draft picks play will have, you know, a big impact on that as well. It might make you feel better about losing certain guys, right? And make certain position groups not as much of a need. But I think the Justin Herbert part of this is so important just because he's on a five-year contract. Realistically, I mean, if he continued on this pace, he'd probably get paid after his third season. That's what we've seen, you know, with guys like Patrick Mahomes where they end up re-upping, and even Deshaun Watson. Those guys don't ever make it to the fifth year of their contract, and sometimes they even get paid after the third year of their rookie contract. So conceivably, the Chargers have two more seasons, at least, of Justin Herbert being under his rookie contract. But this is huge, David, because obviously, like you said, they filled a lot of holes this year. They still have money if other teams cut some players like you were talking about potentially this year to add to this roster. And these numbers for next season aren't even including, you know, what the potential rollover could be for the Chargers. But with Justin Herbert, I mean, the time time is now to kind of capitalize on it. We still saw only really one big spending spree move this year with Corey Lindsley, and I think we all agreed with that, even though he was made, you know, the highest paid player at his position at the time. But Going forward, you wonder if you're going to see more of those splashy type of moves. I mean, at least you're in position now where you have a great edge defender right now. It doesn't mean you'll add another one. You have a quarterback. You have a wide receiver. You have a left tackle. I mean, those are four of the highest paid positions in the NFL, and you have those taken care of. So it really does make it seem like you have a chance to build out the rest of this roster in free agency if you have to, even though you might not need to. Either way, the time is now to capitalize on Justin Herbert's rookie contract, push the chips to the middle of the table, and if you have this salary cap space, go for it. There's really no excuse. The Chargers have to. I mean, they're in the perfect position to do this. We've seen this blueprint work too many times, okay? The Chiefs did it with Patrick Mahomes. They added every single piece around him that he needed, and he went out there and he delivered a Super Bowl to the city of Kansas City. That's what the Chargers want. The Chargers... Obviously, as you know, if you listen to this as a Charger fan, have never won a championship in their storied history, okay? Besides the AFL championship. They have not won one in the NFL. Okay? They've never so, won a Super Bowl, most importantly. Yeah. Exactly. They have never won a Super Bowl. Right now, this is the window. This is the opportunity for them to shore up that roster and go out there and get the best player at their position type of players because they have the money to do it and they already have other guys that are very important to the team already locked up and in place. So now it's the time, I think, to continue to build out the spine of this team to add on the defensive line. I think if they go get a couple of dogs on the defensive line, this team is already looking a lot more dangerous. So the the time is now. The time is now to go out there and use that salary cap space and really become a extremely dangerous team for the next four to five years. Yeah, and I mean, just even honing in on right now, I wonder the only thing that would kind of scare me is just the Chargers were a little bit conservative outside of Corey Lindsley this year, right? I mean, 
They still have about, I think, $18 million in cap space as of right now. They still have to sign Rashawn Slater. That's going to eat into that a little bit. You have to keep some money for in-season additions. And nobody at this point in the offseason is going to take you from being a playoff contender to a Super Bowl contender, right? The guys that are still left out there in free agency. Yeah, they could help with some depth and things like that, but not a true game changer. So you just have to hope that going forward, maybe Telesco is a little bit more aggressive in free agency. And you have to hope he doesn't have as many spots to fill. And just looking at this upcoming impending free agency class for the Chargers, the names aren't as big as they were this last year. I mean, at one point, Bosa, Keenan Allen, Michael Davis, Rayshon Jenkins, Hunter Henry, all those guys were slated for free agency Scary. this year. Obviously, Tom Telesco got three of them re-signed, probably the three most important from that group. But next year, it doesn't look quite so bad. I mean, as Gavino Borquez puts on here, it's Limbaugh Joseph, it's Mike Williams, Chris Harris Jr., Jared Cook, Uchenin Wosu. So, I mean, those are decently big names. I mean, Odea Bushi is another guy. If he plays really well, obviously, you'd like to have him on multiple years. But... It's not the kind of names that we would have seen this year and could have seen this year. So the nice thing about that extra cap money that they have right now, David, is that now if Mike Williams goes off, if Uchenna and Wosu goes off, right, if you still need to bring any of these guys back, even the older guys for another season like Limbaugh Joseph or Jared Cook, you could potentially do that. But if the big guys on this list go off, you have the salary cap space to retain them. Yeah, and I, and I think they have to know that as players, too. I mean, they have to understand that the salary cap situation for the Chargers is very healthy right now. So the opportunity for them to earn a contract if they go out there and ball out is there. I mean, in some franchises, I mean, even in baseball, like if you're on the Cleveland Indians, if you're on the Tampa Bay Rays, you know you're more than likely not going to get paid just because those are cheap franchises. I mean, there's some teams out there that are strapped with the salary cap, but the Chargers are not one of those teams. They have plenty of money to spend. So if Uchenna goes out there and and puts up 15-plus sacks, if Mike Williams does what he wants and puts up 1,000 yards and 10-plus touchdowns, then they very well could get a very nice contract from the Chargers who have a lot of money to spend. I mean, if Jenny Mosey gets 15-plus sacks, I, I mean, Joey Bosa's never even done that, so maybe they wouldn't be able to afford him in that case now. <laughs> I'm just playing. But, yeah, I mean, they have the opportunity to do that, and if those guys don't perform, they have that much more money to go and potentially find replacements for those guys because either way, those are two key starters for you offensively and defensively. So even if they don't perform at this point, at least you feel good about, hey, I will be able to bring somebody in because I have this salary cap space and be able to be in a better position to not feel like I need to get everything in the draft or everything in free agency because I have a ton of draft picks. What do we think? Potentially 10 draft picks next season, right? And $15 million in cap space. Credit to Tom Telesco and the Chargers front office because financially, almost no dead money, least in the league. And they're set up for success salary cap wise as well, as well as having a ton of traffic. So that's all very nice. But we do have two more segments to get into talking about the most important players on this roster from Daniel Popper of The Athletics. So we're going to get into numbers 20 through 16 coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked on Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. It's the only place I use to bet. And right now is a great time to get off the sidelines. And get in on the game because right now you have NBA playoffs going on. We just had another crazy game between the Bucks and the Hawks. 
The Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. An overtime thriller with the Islanders and the Lightning. So many good games to bet on. And for us, we like to bet a lot on UFC. And the thing I like about UFC is even if somebody's a big underdog, there's always a puncher's chance, right? There's always the crazy Thank you, Michael knockout. Chandler. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a ton of those. And then he ended up coming back and getting knocked out himself. But either way, I mean, that's how you bet a little and win a lot. And when I'm betting, I mean, that's what I'm always trying to do. But we can even get you guys started with a little boost because if you go to the website or use your mobile device, you can sign up today and receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On, all caps, one word to help you get on the winning side of things at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David. Well, obviously, there's not a ton of content right now, and as we get into the dog days of summer, we will be getting into some position groups. And I think, as far as you know, position battles, position groups, training camp battles. Yeah, we'll get into some of those specifically. But if we get into just the position groups as we're heading into the season, I think naturally position battles, training camp battles, playing time battles are all going to come up from that. But today we ended up seeing something very interesting from Daniel Popper, who is on a little bit of a social media hiatus. I mean, we definitely miss him, one of our favorite guests on the show. But he wrote for The Athletic, the 20 most important players to the Chargers 2021 success. And he's gone through numbers 20 to 11. We're going to get into those today, and we're going to start with number 20, going to number 16. But 20 might be a little bit of a surprise, Dave. And before we get into this, I will say, hey, we're not going to get into all of the points that Daniel Popper makes. Go subscribe to The Athletic and read it if you guys want to get more in-depth with this. But number 20 starts off with a surprise, David. Mike Williams. I mean, I think if we were going through the offense, I don't know where he would rank. But 20 does seem a little bit low, and I think it probably has something to do with just the Chargers being Deep at wide receiver, right? I mean, you have a lot of guys. Nobody that brings what Mike Williams does at the NFL level, but still a little surprising to see him at 20. It is a little bit surprising, and I mean, I think it's just because, hey, this guy's making $15-plus million this year, right? I mean, he's got a hefty contract, and a lot of Charger fans out there are not happy that the Chargers decided to pay him that money. I mean, they pretty much did it because they can. I mean, you know, we just talked about the salary cap space. The Chargers are in a very healthy situation there, so they can afford to allow Mike Williams to go out there and see what he can do with this last year. I mean, he's had some injury issues, but he's always seemed to come up with some big catches and big, and made big plays for the Chargers. And it seemed like, at least what, from what we've heard, is he's very well liked around the organization. So, I mean, for the money he's getting paid right now, and and the I mean the importance of this year for him personally, I do think he's a little bit low on this list. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how big of an, a factor he is. In this offense, I mean, Daniel Popper talked about Joe Lombardi saying he's playing that X position, which Michael Thomas used to play, right? Which means he should see a heavy target increase from the last couple of years, especially if he's out there to stay healthy. But I think it has to be obviously, you know, he's the number two receiver, obviously, for this team. But it's not as devastating if he goes down with the guys the Chargers have behind him. So I think that's kind of where Popper was going with this. But Kenneth Murray is another guy who seems pretty low, David. I mean, he was into both of our top five most important defenders that had to stay healthy on yesterday's show. Yet on this one, he ends up coming in at 19, and he ends up coming in after another linebacker. We'll get into the next segment, Drew Tranquil. But either way, I mean, that is pretty surprising. It seems pretty low for someone we expect to be an important part of the defense. 
Well, I mean, for the simple fact that who, who's going to play if he gets hurt? I mean, who is going to go out there and perform anywhere close to what Kenneth Murray is projected to be able to do or is projected to do for this defense? I just think he's more important to this team this year than 19. They drafted him in the first round because they believe in him and they expect him to be a big you know, key contributor, key cog to this defense going forward. But I mean, this list doesn't really indicate that for Daniel, and I mean, that's why it's a little bit surprising for me. I don't think there's any other linebackers on the team that can do what he can do or or really can mirror his skill set, so I think he's definitely low on this list. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of that has to do with how much better we think he's going to get, right? Because some of the plays he had from last year, you wouldn't miss those plays very much, right? Because, I mean, we saw Denzel Perriman come in and play better than he did, obviously, but... Denzel Perriman's not around anymore, right? You don't have an experienced backup like that. Nick Vigil's not around. You rely on guys like Kazir White, you know, obviously maybe Nick Neiman now. It's a little bit more barren than it was last season, but I still like the guys they have up top. I mean, Kazir White could be even getting in in this, you know, four linebacker set on base defense for the Chargers. And I think Kazir White's a pretty good backup to either one of those spots. And at least a limp for a limited time, right? Maybe not for the whole season. But at 18 for Popper, he has Asante Samuel Jr. I think that's right about where he should be. I mean, still a very, very important part of this team. As we expect him to be, you know, a number one corner. And because, you know, a guy like Brandon Faison is behind him. And we've seen him get picked on. The one thing I'll say about Brandon Faison and getting picked on thing. Yes, I mean, that is what we've seen in the past. I think maybe the most encouraging thing right now is... Gus Bradley was never doing anything to help Brandon Faison when he knew he was getting picked on, right? It was still yeah. cover three defense and all of those things. You would think Brandon Staley wouldn't just let a team continually throw it to the right side, throw it to the right side, throw it to the right side, you know what I mean? And like just let a team go down the field like that, like we saw potentially. As we're but, banging our heads against the wall, just pleading for Gus Bradley to make an adjustment. But, of course, as you know, that never happened. At number 17 on the list, Popper ends up going with Uchen and Wosu. I think that's pretty close. I mean, I think there's an argument for him to be higher. And I think, really, I mean, you're splitting hairs. But, I mean, Nintendo Wosu will be very, very important for the Chargers season. And then at 16, he has Matt Filer. And I think that's another one where the guy behind him potentially is Tyree St. Louis, right? It's maybe Brendan Hymas, maybe Scott Questenberry they feel good about at guard. But either way, if any of the Chargers starting five, offensive linemen go down there's going to be question marks about the man behind him but I do think you know the biggest talking point here probably is Uchenna just because I do think that is such an important position for the Chargers yes you have Kyler Fackrell I don't think any of us you know want that on a full season basis right now right he is what he is a guy who has experience playing outside linebacker guys had one really good season rushing the passer and that's about it for the most part I think he could still play well but Either way, I mean, there's a pretty clear drop-off from what Uchenna and Wosu's top end is, David, and what Kyler Fackrell's top end is. Yeah, no question about that. I mean, Uchenna is going to be a big, really important part of this defense because, I mean, we've already seen Joey Bosa's at his best when he has somebody else on the other side that's getting to the quarterback pretty much as effectively as he is. I mean, he feeds off of that. And I think that allows Brandon Staley to be a little bit more multiple and kind of send them from different angles and, you know, send Kenneth Murray and send Derwin James. I think, you know, he's going to blitz more. He's going to blitz a lot more than Gus Bradley did. I mean, he was one of the, you know, guys in the league that 
blitz the least. And, I mean, I think it showed in the sack numbers, or lack thereof, really. I think Brandon Staley is going to do a lot better job of dialing this up, and I think that's going to mean uh, a lot better numbers for Uchenna, which at the end of the season could result in more dollar signs for him. That's a great point, just because as important it is for the Chargers and their success for Uchenna Wosu to be on the field, it's just as important for himself to stay on the field, knowing how much money he could potentially be making or losing during the 2021 season. But I think we're all expecting big things from Nwosu. So I'm not surprised to see him, you know, show up on a list of some of the most important players on the Chargers and their success in 2021. Because really, I mean, this is 20 players. There's only 22 starters, right? So, I mean, 17th out of the 22 starters, maybe he's a little bit more important than that. But I'm not going to really have too big of an issue with it because we don't know what the whole list is. And we're going to keep getting into more players, including... Jared Cook, Drew Tranquil, and more coming up in the list of 15 down to 11 of the Chargers' most important players in 2021. And we're going to get into the rest of them coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that if there's ever any kind of auto part that you need, there's only one place to go, and that's rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to go to your local chain store and try to find the part that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind you at the counter orders the parts on their computer when you can just go to rockauto.com, type in what type of car you have in a few easy clicks. You're going to find the part for a great price because every mechanic or do-it-yourself driver gets the same low price with rockauto.com, and it's going to get delivered right to your house, and it just doesn't get any more convenient than that. I mean, I've already used Rock Auto a few separate times, once on an alternator, just got some brake parts from Rock Auto. I can't suggest it highly enough, and right now, go to rockauto.com to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I also need to tell you guys about the official protein bar of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bars. Did you guys know that Built Bar has a nine delicious flavors to choose from right now, including special limited time only flavors? I mean, you always want to check on the website to make sure you aren't missing out on one of the new flavors because some of them have just been absolutely delicious. But you can always go back to the classics like the double chocolate, my favorite peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, coconut almond, raspberry, so many good flavors to choose from, and you're never going to get bored of Built Bars because you can keep spicing it up with their mixed box that you can order on BuiltBar.com where you can get two of each flavor so you can keep that rotation going, get a lot of great-tasting protein bars because they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew as well as getting something that's going to fit into your diet because most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So, that you're not going to find much better than that, and most importantly, it tastes great. So if you guys haven't tried Built Bar, now is the time we can even save you guys some money because if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, David, well, we got into the first part of the list with 2216 and the most important chargers for their success in 2021 from Daniel Popper, and again, if you don't already, subscribe to The Athletic. Go read Daniel Popper. He's one of the best to do it. One of the best people covering the Chargers. And, of course, do we're, it always, now. <laughs> we're always glad to you know share some of his content and point you guys in his direction. Because especially in the dead time of the season right now, 
this is a great list, and I think he brings up some great points. So now we're into the top 15 players on the Chargers as far as how important he thinks these players are to their success in 2021. And we're going to start here with Jared Cook, who comes in at number 15. This one I think is pretty obvious. I mean, yes, you like the talent that you have behind Jared Cook and guys like Donna Parham, a young guy in Trey McKitty, who John Kegley has told me reminds him of a young Virgil Green. I don't even want to start that trend. I'm hoping for better than Virgil Green. But either way, I mean, he's the only guy with proven production at the NFL level. I mean, Donald Parham, pretty much all of his catches were touchdowns, and there weren't a ton of catches. All right? He had some impressive flashes. Either way, we haven't seen it over the course of a full season where he could be anything more than a small part of the game plan. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Still, either way, I think it's pretty easy to say that Jared Cook is very important to the Chargers offense. Justin Herbert relied so much on Hunter Henry last year, gave him so many targets that you know there's a comfort zone there he feels when he throws to him, just like, you know, a Philip Rivers throwing to Antonio Gates. There's just a guy that you always think the quarterback is most comfortable throwing to, and I think that it was Hunter Henry, and I think that Jared Cook's going to get a lot of targets this year. I don't think that's you know super interesting there. I think that's a pretty obvious pick. Jerry Tillery comes in at 14 on this list. So if we're keeping track at home, more important than Kenneth Murray at this point, right? More important than Uchenu Wosu. That's interesting, David. And I think part of that is just because Jerry Tillery hasn't gotten off to the start that you thought he would coming out of college, right? The Chargers took him in the first round. He hasn't lived up to that billing yet. Daniel Popper talks about him improving a lot from year one to year two and potentially even exploding onto the scene in year three. What do you think about him coming in at 14th on the list of chargers, you know, and how successful they'll be in 2021? I can kind of see it because if Jerry Tillery turns into the player, we want him to be, I think there's that pass rush that you've been missing on the defensive line. That's what he, that's what he can bring. I mean, if Jerry Tillery, let's say he provides, you know, eight, you know, seven or eight sacks this year. I mean, I think that's a tremendous difference. Also, tones down some of those aggressiveness penalties that Daniel Popper talks about in the article. I mean, we saw him a couple times get some stupid special teams penalties and some roughing the passer penalties that he definitely could have avoided. But, I mean, he did take a step. I mean, but he hasn't performed up to the the level of a late first-round pick. I think we can all comfortably say that if – Brandon Staley unlocks just that missing piece for Jerry Tillery, and he goes out there and provides that type of production, those type of sack numbers on the defensive line. I think that's one of those elements of this team that you would say, okay, now I feel a lot better about this. And, I mean, that would be a huge leap for him, right? I mean, the most sacks he ever had was last year with three sacks. He only has five career sacks. I think his importance is going to be directly, you know, correlated to what his role is. I mean – a rotational defensive lineman is not a super important part in the grand scheme of things, right? Right. A dependable, you know, scary starter, you know, that's getting consistent pressure on the inside. That's absolutely giant for the Chargers, especially given the guys that they have on the outside to find that guy who can put some push in that pocket. But my biggest thing still is, is Jerry Tillery going to improve enough against the run? Is Brandon Staley's scheme going to, do enough to kind of, you know, soften his glaring weaknesses at times at the point of yeah, attack. Protect him a little bit. Yeah, maybe they will, but I mean, the upside's always been there. If they can get that kind of season from Jerry Tillery, yeah, I mean, he's a very, very 
important player. But let's get to a couple more names on this list because he wasn't done there, and that's not the only talking point I have here because at 13 comes Drew Tranquil, David, who ends up coming in ahead of Kenneth Murray. I think part of this has to do with coverage ability. Drew Tranquil has been better than Kenneth Murray in his one season than Kenneth Murray was in his one season, right? I mean, obviously a small sample size for both of those guys, but I think this is more about how high Daniel Popper is on Drew Tranquil more than it is, you know, what he doesn't think Kenneth Murray is going to do. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just as excited about Kenneth Murray and what he's going to do in this defense. But I think, uh, and he he's right, I mean, Drew Tranquil is an incredibly intelligent guy, and, and I think you, you get that every time you hear him talk. I mean, it seems like he really gets football, and he's going to be like the ma- uh, the main like mouthpiece for this defense. He's going to be a guy that's going to be communicating a lot, trying to get everybody in the right positions. Uh, and, yeah, that rare coverage ability that he brings to the table. I mean, this is a guy that you feel really good about covering tight ends and running backs. And, I mean, Kenneth Murray, for all his gifts, I think he's not quite at that level yet. So I think Drew Tranquil, I mean, is a guy you're really excited to see what he was going to do in his sophomore season, but unfortunately that was taken away from him. So going into this new scheme where all the defensive players have said they're very excited about what their role is going to be in this defense, I think you have to add Drew Tranquil to that list as well. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see what a healthy Drew Tranquil is going to look like, hopefully next to Kenneth Murray and have Derwin James behind. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Drew Tranquil, I think, has played five games with Derwin James his rookie season, right? He's played one series, not even that, with Kenneth Murray. So we haven't really seen him with some of these guys. So that's very exciting. And I think it's just, you know, obviously, if he can build off that rookie season after taking a year off due to his injury, he's going to be a huge, important player. And the Chargers will have their best linebacking core they've had in a long time. If both of those guys can make that same big step going into really each of their second seasons but coming up next on this list is Limbaugh Joseph as the 12th most important player on the Chargers roster and that is a little bit surprising because you are talking about a guy who's turning 33 before the Chargers next season a guy that didn't have a ton of production last season but also played way more snaps than he probably should have I don't think this is crazy David because He's playing nose tackle. Yeah, you do have Christian Covington now who could be lining up beside him. He could be lining up behind him. Either way, as far as the rotation is going to go. After that, though, it's pretty, pretty barren. So I think that's a big part of it. Linval Joseph's leadership, his immovability in the middle of that defense, I think is something that they're really counting on. But I do want to focus on Nazir Adderley here because he comes in on Daniel Pomper's list at number 11. And I think that pretty closely correlates to where we had Nazir Adderley. You know, we had him as our fifth most important defender. You might have had him as your fourth most important defender. I can't remember what you said yesterday, but either way, I mean, he comes in at 11th, which is knocking on the door of the top 10 most important players on the Chargers right now, which may seem surprising because he is coming off of a down year, his first full season. But this is what I like what he had to say, David, because he's saying now Nazir Adderley before, when you're playing the single high safety in the cover three, It can be boring, basically, right? It can be easy to lose focus. You can go series where the ball never comes your way. Now with Brandon Staley, he thinks he'll be more engaged. He'll be around the football more, be more aggressive. And I think all of those things, if he is able to kind of unleash all those things, I think he'll be getting the most kind of out of what his talent is and playing more to his skill set, making him a much, much more important player, including what's behind him because the Chargers have no free safety depth. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is that you just don't know who's going to go on the football field if it's not Nazir Adderley at that position. I mean, there's just nobody that you feel great about that can come in and do what he does. And he hasn't had a, a very good start to his NFL career. But I think a lot of that is scheme related, as Daniel put. I mean, in this situation, in Brandon Staley's new scheme, he's going to be around the ball more, which is going to allow him to use those elite instincts to go out there and, and pick off balls and do what he did in college, which is make plays. I mean, that's what the Chargers need. They need more turnovers. They need more interceptions. We saw those instincts briefly in preseason, you know, his rookie season. We're like, okay, this guy, this guy around the football, he can make plays. And in the defense that Gus Bradley ran, he just didn't get those opportunities. I think now with the split safety look with Derwin next to him, he's going to have more opportunities to go out there and be aggressive and go get the football and go get interceptions. And if he does that, this defense is immediately a lot more dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, I think him and Derwin James are so, so important to this Chargers team, you know, especially because of the lack of depth, but because of the big role that, Safety's playing Brandon Staley's defense and the ability for both of those guys to potentially move around the formation and kind of get themselves in better matchups, right? We're creating mismatches on the defensive side of things. That's what Brandon Staley is after. And also just, you know, not being that last line of defense, not, you know, going 20 plays without getting close to the ball. And then the next play is, you know, make the tackle or a long touchdown. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. And I think the instincts, you saw it a little bit last year. I think that playing where he was playing, he was getting there a step late to everything, right? This should be able to help that, and I think that he will have a really good season given health under new head coach Brandon Staley. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show and for the week, guys. We'll be back with you on Monday. Make sure to check back in to The Athletic to figure out who the top 10 most important players are for the Chargers in 2021. Popper should be coming out with that today, but... Until next week, guys, make sure to go follow us on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find the host Twitter pages for me at DanTalkSports and for David at DroTalkSD. We also have an Instagram page at LockedOnChargers and the LockedOnChargers Facebook page, too. If you don't already, make sure you guys go follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. I mean, follow or subscribe, whatever the button is on your app. You can find the LockedOnChargers podcast there. You can also check out Locked On Today, which can keep you up to date with everything going on throughout the league with host Peter Bukowski, who's the host of the Locked On Packers. That covers every sport in nice bite-sized format, so check that out. But you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the new Odyssey Sports app. And you can also call into the Locked On Chargers voicemail line at 323-524-7924. You guys killed it with the voicemails. We'll definitely be getting into some more of those as well as getting into some position groups and breaking those down next week for you as well. But we're excited to be back with you guys next week. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.